<laughs> it's cold in here. <laughs> I'm warm. <laughs> I'm actually warm too. But we're talking about Burr today. So let me introduce myself. My name is Josh. I'm Logan. And we are J.R. Heller. Yeah. Real estate, mortgage, title, property management. All of it. Crazy. You name it, we got it. It's nuts. It has expanded. It has grown. We have been fruitful and it's all because of the effort. And we're going to continue to bring effort and give you guys good content. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things in real estate, my favorite topic, and that's the Burr method of real estate. Yeah, you got one going right now. I do. I got a good one going right now. I'm not even going to talk about it right now because uh, I'm going to talk about it later after it closes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do round numbers and figures and kind of break down what Burr is and how it works and why it's so amazing. Yeah, Pro Pro probably the most effective real estate investment strategy, probably the most used as well. 100%. Um, a little uh, less utilized in this market only because it's tougher to find the deals that it works for. Um, but what's the acronym, Josh? What What is the Burr method? Burr. <laughs> it means you're cold. Burr stands for buy, and then you're gonna rehab, and then you're gonna refinance, and then you're gonna rent it, and then you're gonna repeat it. No, uh, or it's you rent, could, rent, then you could re rent, uh, refi, yeah. or you could refi, refi, rent. Yeah, either one. Um, especially if you do it through us, through JR Heller, we look at projected rents. We don't need lease in place, so we can actually refi at projected rents. Some lenders I know they want the tenant in there first. Yep, and. They seasoning on it which is probably the most common yeah it is the most common we don't need any of that so you can come to us and say this is projected rent we'll take your word for it we'll all take your word for it we'll look into it and make sure it's correct make sure it's actually market rent yeah you know you can't say oh i'm gonna rent this for two grand and only get a thousand for it this puppy is gonna be ten thousand dollars a month in red i bought it for a thousand dollars and we're good <laughs> hey dude i wish i could find some property for a thousand dollars at that, share sale or something that'd be awesome so let's let's start off with buy. What does buy look like, Logan? I mean, it's just like any real estate investment. It's all about acquisition, the purchase price. That's where you're going to make your money. Right. You make your money off of the purchase. You need to buy it as cheap as possible. Typically, you're buying at a share sale auction of some sort, or you can buy it from you know a seller who's maybe distressed, or it's an estate sale. They don't really care. They just want to get rid of it. Yeah. Um, all kinds of different methods and options there. Um, but the biggest thing is just getting it as cheap as possible. Well, and so I find it's really hard, especially now, now in nowadays with the market, how it is and the competition, it's really hard to find good burrs at like an auction. I, I agree. Yep. Or any of those, like the only real option in my mind right now is, uh, off market motivated sellers. Right? Yep. Yeah. For direct to seller. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I agree with that. I was just given some options there. Cause I mean, realistically the Burr method where probably it started was auctions and things. Oh, yeah. I mean like that was the more common method. Nowadays you just can't find those deals like that. Well, and I think we're eventually at some point heading to a market where you will be able to pick up burrs and stuff at auction and yeah. you know, in public places, maybe even the MLS. But right now in the market we're in, that's very, very hard to do Yep, because you need pain points and you need not a lot of competition because basically you need to buy at at least 75% ARV or after repair value. 75% because most lenders, almost all of them, 
when you cash out refi, they're going to do 75% of what the market value is. So if you buy at 75% ARV minus the repairs it's going to cost to put into the property, essentially what you're doing is you're able to pull out all of the cash that you have in the deal. Now, if you can buy at 70% ARV minus repairs, now you can pull out 5% equity on top of that and actually pull cash out of the deal, right? You get cash back from the loan and you get to keep the property. That's the best case scenario. And by the way, you don't pay taxes on that money because it's a loan. So you're paying it back. So it's tax-free, right? Um, and that's the beautiful part. So yeah, or, or you're able to leave it in there and just keep the equity in there. Um, you know, that's where, again, it comes back to buying it as cheap as possible. I mean, the one that you are working on right now is very low, um, better better than the 75 number. And that's the yes. ideal scenario. You know, you, yeah. you want to try and get, if you're at a 50% ARV, I mean, yeah. dude, you're sitting uh, pretty. Well, and so here's the beautiful thing about Burr is versus like traditional, how most people throughout the years have purchased real estate as, a, as an investment, right? Most times what people do is they need to have at least 20% in cash to bring t for a down payment, right? And so that limits the amount of people that can actually even buy their first uh, piece of real estate because they have to save up enough that 20% down, right? So $100,000 purchase, you're going to have to put down $20,000, right? And so you got to save that up. And then obviously you're going to have to save up or figure out, get a loan or something for the rehab costs. Yep. So you've got a lot of money cash flow out that's tied up in that property. And then even after that's done, you have money that's tied up in the deal, right? And so now you got to go ahead again and save another 20 or whatever it is for the down payment for the next one. And so it's a slow incremental period of buying real estate over time. Don't get me wrong. It's a smart thing to do. Absolutely. Yep. Any way you can buy real estate is a great way. Um, within within certain parameters but um but the with the burr method you can literally be zero dollars you do not need one red cent in your pocket to buy a piece of real estate hold that piece of real estate stick a tenant in it that's going to give you cash flow every month and by the way you could actually pull cash out of the property in your pocket and then go repeat the process over and over and over again and you can do this, you can scale this infinitely, right? There's no time delay. The only time delay is between you and finding the next good deal. That's, yep. that's the only thing. There's no cash barrier. There's no, and we'll walk through how that's possible, but that's the beautiful part of her. Yeah. I mean, it, it, wonderful, but at the same time, you need the cash to be able to find the deals normally. You know, that's the, that's the, the well, catch 22 cash or, uh, cash or, um, uh, connections network. Yep. Cause there's multiple ways, right? Um, on, obviously, the best way for us and the way that I found the one deal that we're working on now is um, Google. Google's motivated seller leads, right? You, you're you're bidding on keywords on Google for sellers that are motivated to want to get a cash offer on their property. Yep. Those are really great. There's other ways. Driving for dollars. Very, very cheap, efficient way to find deals. Right? Yep. And that's what I tell everybody to start with. Absolutely. My, my, con my contractor who um, does the flips and partners with us on deals. He, he tells me all the time right now, the kids are bored. He'll jump in the in the car and say, hey, guys, we're, we're going for a drive. We're going to look for distressed real estate. Yep. And they go drive for dollars. They put the windows down, play some tunes, and go looking for deals. Yeah. That's, you know, that what does that cost? That costs, costs your gas 
money, right? Gas and then maybe a dollar if you're skip tracing or you can yeah. go try knocking on the door. Right. The best situation is a vacant home though. So you're yeah. gonna have to skip trace and try and find that owner's information and yeah. give them a call, build the relationship again. Yeah. And you know, what, what's that, you know, $20 right. for the gas and the, you know, and you could potentially get a deal that's gonna pay you three to $500 a month and potentially a couple thousand dollars and then your equity grows. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. So let's, let's, before we talk about the different ways of finding distressed real estate and, and doing this, let's work through a deal so I can show you the power of this to really drive it home. Right. Yep. Um, so let's say, and this is very accurate numbers. I'm not going to say my specifics on the deal, the one that I'm doing right now, but let's say you buy a piece of property for a hundred thousand dollars, right? Let's say that the ARV on that is $250,000, right? And let's say it takes $50,000 worth of work. So you can buy that piece of real estate for $100,000. You can finance that through a private money lender. So you have $0 out. I, and the, the deal I'm working on now, I am getting 100% of the financing for the purchase and the repairs I'm paying 10% interest plus one and a half points, which is one and a half percent of the loan amount. I'm paying 10% interest only payments for 12 months. Um, I'm not making a single payment during the, the term of that loan. That gets paid. The interest and the points get paid on the back end once we pay off the loan, right? So I am out $0 right now. Then the repairs happen, right? the contractors get paid from the the loan I'm taking. So yep. I'm still out $0. At the end of that process, I paid $150,000 all in for the purchase and repair of that property. And now I have your property that's worth $250,000. I have a property that's worth $100,000 more than I put into it. And then you pay your 10% and your one and a half points when you go to either refi or if you want to flip it and sell, yep. you know? So at this point, you could literally flip this deal and make probably 130 or I should 80. say 80 or 70,000 after costs and all that good stuff. Yep. You could go ahead and sell that and put 70 grand in your pocket, which by the way, a couple of you, a couple of you if you know you're you want the cash in the bank and you want to do that, great, do it. Absolutely. But I would urge you to not do that right away because holding on to that piece of real estate is going to bring you a lot more money over the long term than it is for you selling it right now. One hundred percent. Plus, you're going to get taken advantage of with capital gains. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to pay taxes on that. Um, and so, what you can do instead is where the Burr beauty comes in is you can get a thirty-year DSCR loan, which is a debt service coverage ratio loan, and they only look at the asset itself. They're not going to the asset itself and your credit score. They're not going to look at what your income is. You could have zero job. You could have no income whatsoever. They're, they're only going to look at what is the rent on the property, right? What is the projected rent on the property versus what is your mortgage payment going to be once you refi this property, right? So you could pull out up to 75% of the ARV. So up to 75% of the 250. Logan could do the math on that. Let's see what that is. $187,500. So back out the 150 that you back out the 150 that you spent to buy and rehab it. There is at 37.5. So you could you can get $37,000 back in cash when you refi this. It's a cash out refi. 
And so they'll give you, when you, when you refi this property, they will give you $37,000 in cash that is tax-free because it's a loan. They will pay back in full the, the hard money lender, right? Now you own an asset that you can put a tenant into that would pay you $200, $300 a month passively versus what the, the, the pity is or the total payment is on the mortgage, right? And taxes. And so now for forever, as long as you hold that property, you're going to be getting $300 a month in income. And you just made $37,000 in your pocket. You really made probably closer to 25, maybe 20. Correct. Probably 20 after you pay it off. Everything. Really, you made even more than that because there's still 25% or 15% equity. 25%. 25% equity in, in the, the home deal. still. Yeah. In the deal. Yeah. And guess what happens to that equity over time? Yep. It, it just continues grows. to grow. Yeah. And you have somebody else paying it down. 100%. You have so many principal payment down on the loan while the asset appreciates in value. That's why you don't want to go and sell that. Why would you sell the cow? Why would you sell the cow when it's producing milk? Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the, so the 70 grand that you could have made on the flip, let's say just easy math, 50% of that goes away. 30, right. you're making 35 K right there. Yes. Or, you or know, you pull it out. Yeah, or you could pull it out and just read and tax free. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I did the math. I told Logan the other day, we just did a, a, a cash out refi on our, our principal to put a pool in. Right. I did the math. We bought this property about seven years ago. I did the math on the appreciation from the appraised value from what we bought it for. We made two, over $2,000 a month in equity gains in the last seven years. My mortgage on that property was about $1,800. That means every time I paid my mortgage and it appreciated in value, I was actually cash flow positive yep. on my principal residence. This is the power of real estate. Now we're in a crazy market right now. And if I would have decided to do this a year or two years from now, I probably wouldn't have as much equity as I do now, but that's all market cycles, right? Over the long term of real estate, it does not go down, guys. It does, it absolutely does not. Um, and so that is the same thing as you, when you're buying these deals, man, don't, don't sell them unless you absolutely have to, or if there's not enough equity in it, if you can't buy to the right number where you're only at 80, maybe 80% ARV minus repairs, that that's a good flip, right? Yeah. Or a good wholesale. Or 85 even. Yeah, 80, 85, you can still make money on it. I know flippers right now that are at 90. I know. Even 95 because yeah. they're just trying to keep their people like, busy. Working. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so that's the beauty of Burr. And I hope that like, re, like take some time and think about how insane that is. Yeah. And reach out if you have questions because yeah. I know some of this is a little complex and convoluted yes. for people who don't do this every day. Yep. It definitely is like... I remember when I first got into the industry and like my mentor at the time was trying to teach me about ARV and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what's ARV again? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. trying to like learn like, okay, so I'm subtracting this, but yeah. also the, you know, it was just like, it's a lot to think about if you don't do it on a regular basis. But and I, and I feel like when you say that, when you like say, oh, you can buy a property with zero money out of pocket and keep it and pull 30 grand out. People are like, if they don't understand what we're talking about, they're like, that's bullshit. That's yeah, a, that's a get rich quick. It's not, dude. Like, no, it's legitimate. But again, it goes back to the relationships. Also, I mean, not everybody's going to get the terms that Josh is getting on the on the financing, right? On the private money, where you know he's paying it off after the, you know, he's either refining or selling the property. The 
most people, most lenders are going to require like 10% down. Yeah. It, yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10% down if you're a newbie, really, you know, and you're going to pay probably 11 or 12% interest and, and two, two and a half points. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Again, at the end of the day, the interest and the points is a mute point. As long as you buy at the right price. As long as you buy at the right price. As long yeah. as the numbers work, right? Yeah. It, it, you know, it's not a race to the bottom. I know some newer investors are shopping everybody on the financing of like, well, I need, I need 10%. I can't, I can't do 11 and a half percent. And you know, the point it's like, if you're buying at the right price, it really doesn't matter. You know, as long as you have the right deal in place, if you're really, uh, you know, put, putting pennies together like that, rubbing, rubbing nickels together, like you don't have a good deal then, or you definitely don't know what you're doing. You're, uh, you're stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. Yeah. You have to say, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, um, it's a great way. I know a lot of people, some like really, really, uh, Ben Mala, he got started in Burren, yeah. really, and in single uh, residential stuff, and now he does commercial stuff with the same concept. He yep. delivers big commercial deals. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? The dude with all the Bugattis and freaking, I love him. I can't think of his name now. Manny? Yeah, Manny. Ma yeah. Manny, Manny Burt. First, yeah. he was in, he, first, he was a, a loan officer. He was a, he owned a mortgage company. And then he started Burren, um, residential and then started burring commercial and that's what he does he he burrs commercial on yeah large scale yeah i love i love the concept of multifamilies more much more than single family i mean oh, single family yeah exactly yeah well and your your leverage there like i love the the risk ratio because yes. you know you can if if it's 10 occupied let's say two of them need worked on and two of them are 10 occupied you at least have some money coming in the door that whole time yeah where even if you're breaking even excuse me then you can work on the other two yeah still pull the hard money. So it all works the same, but now you have leverage because you have income coming in that whole time. Unless the whole well, property needs redone, well, you can work on it one piece at a time. And that's true. And then the other side of that that's true is it's also, yeah, you, force appreciation, baby. Instead of forcing appreciation, $100,000 like we did in that scenario, imagine forcing appreciation, $10 million. Yeah. Well, yeah. On yeah, you're talking big commercial. Yeah. Because in big commercial, you know, you can buy and commercial right now is distressed. There's a lot of distressed commercial real estate out there, and you can buy it for pennies on the dollar on what's worth fixed up. And so, if you have the capital to be able to put down 20% to buy a commercial deal, you can raise that money through syndicates, through funds. I was going to say when you say have the capital, it doesn't have to be your money. It's, it's you know. It's always OPM, OPT, other people's money, other people's time. Yeah. Rich dad was correct on that for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's the burr game that people are used to in residential on a much larger scale commercial asset wise. Yep. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to add Logan before we wrap up? I mean, it's, it's my personal favorite strategy. It's what I plan on using for my own portfolio once my primary residence is done being built. Um, you know, picking up a couple properties a year and making sure that they're turned over within, you know, three months or less. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you're sitting pretty. You do that for three to five years and you go hard at it. If you're picking up two, three properties a year that you're burring and you can start with single family and by year two or three, you have enough equity that you can go and start buying quads or, you know, and then, and then you switch over to the commercial by year four or five. I mean, you, you can have easily a hundred doors within a couple of years. Well, and that raises a good point. Um, as again, as to why you might want to hold on to the real estate versus flipping it for a quick profit. You have to continue to do that forever. You're going to have to continue to find the next deal if you're if you're relying on the cash that's coming from the flip, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Whereas every time you hold on to a piece of property, 
you are setting up a piggy bank that is going to pay you every month for the rest of the time that you hold that real estate. And so it's passive. And you cannot do that by flipping properties. You're constantly going to have to be working. And a multiplier too. I mean, the equity is, like you said, I mean, it's comparable to the to the stock market. I mean, if you're getting 10% on your money guaranteed year over year, I mean, dude, it's insane, you know? And by the way, to pull that money out then, you can always cash out refi later. You don't yep. have to sell it to realize the appreciation gain. Yep. You can refi out, pull out the cash equity, keep 25% equity in the property and realize that gain. And then again, not pay taxes on it. Yep. As you would if you were selling the real estate and realizing the gain. And so it's it's powerful. And this is why BlackRock and all those big hedge fund guys, they buy a shit ton of real estate. Yep. They they buy single fit. I've heard i um i don't know what the recent statistic is maybe we can look this up but companies llc's own 70 to 80 percent of the real estate in america yeah that's scary to think about that. yeah it is that's freaking scary and it, it's not because they uh they're they don't know what they're doing <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's, not, that's for sure I'll tell you that it's not because they don't know what they're doing it's because they know what an asset class is and what it looks like and what the best vehicle is on on the planet earth to realize gains and and multiply money yeah so the the, the sooner you guys can start doing that the sooner you figure it out realize it um burr the burr audible or physical book from uh, bigger pockets is an amazing read that goes into depth on all of this on where you can find deals um all that good stuff i think we still have the audible hook up so maybe you guys can get a free audible you can look up the burr book and um i encourage you to start looking at real estate deals getting more knowledge if you have any questions you can always reach out to us we're always available yes sir and uh i appreciate you guys being here appreciate you guys watching if you got value out of today, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment. And thanks, everybody, for being here. Thank you.